Stegosaurus stuck out his inquisitive beak. So this is the planet Crepus, he said. Tegs was a captain in the Dinosaur Space Service. He looked up at the sky where his amazing ship, the DSS Sauropod, hung like an extra shiny star. It was warm and snug and safe up there. Down here it was cold and creepy, the wind howled. Stone and shingle scrunched beneath his four feet. Anything could be hiding in the caves and canyons of this lonely world. Teg smiled to himself. It was just the sort of place for an adventure. A triceratops followed him out of the shuttle. This was Arx, Teg's trusty first officer. Not a nice place for a picnic, he noted ducking his large, frilly head as the wind blew sand in his eyes. Luckily, Camp Kentro is not far from here. I landed the shuttle as close as I could, said Iggy, scampering after him. He was a stocky iguanodon who had been in a fight or two, and he was a brilliant engineer. It's not my fault this old camp has no landing pad. It's okay, said Teggs. The walk will do us good. I've got the tracker, called Gypsy Saurine. This stripy duckbill looked after the sauropods' communications. As she stepped out to join her crewmates, the tracker on her wrist was already bleeping. This will lead us straight to Camp Cantro, where Shanter and his Diplodocus crew will be waiting to give us a nice cup of swamp tea, said Arx. I hope. They set off through the stinging wind, and Tegs thought about their mission. Shantadig was a famous Diplodocus miner. He and his team had worked in mines all across the Jurassic Quadrant. They had dug for diamonds on Diplocks, they had rummaged for rubies on Raxus IV, and they had come here to Crepus in search of something very special indeed. But they had found only problems— Shanta had called the DSS for help, and Admiral Rosso, the head of the DSS, had sent the sauropod straight here. But so far, no one had told Teggs exactly what was wrong. All Rosso would say was that it was a delicate matter. What help did the miners need? After trudging through the wilderness for several minutes, Tegs saw some battered buildings in the valley below. They looked old and deserted in the silvery moonlight and extremely spooky. Gypsy checked her tracker. That must be Camp Kentro. Why is it called that? wondered Iggy. Arx, who was very brainy, shouted to him over the wind. Fifty years ago, some Kentrosaurus miners came to Creepus. This was where they set up their camp. Why would a load of Diplodocus want to stay in this old place? asked Gypsy. Come on, Tegs charged off towards the bundle of old buildings. Let's go and ask them. A few minutes later, they reached the camp. Iggy jabbed his thumbspike on the doorbell. Who's there? a voice whispered. Captain Tegs and his fellow astrosaurs said Tegs. A minute later, the door slid open. A sleek head the size of a rugby ball pushed out at them. 
waving about on the end of a neck as thick as a tree and as long as a ladder. Tags recognised the Diplodocus at once. Shanter dig? Aye, my lad, said Shanter, looking about nervously. That's me. Now, come inside quick and close the door behind you. Arks frowned. He seems a bit jittery. Yes, what's up, Shanter? said Iggy, walking inside. You look like you've seen a ghost. Ghost? cried Shanter. He banged his head on the ceiling in surprise and started to stammer. Whoa, what ghost? Where? Nowhere, said Gypsy. It was just a figure of speech. F -f figure What figure? The whole camp shook as he stamped around and around in a tizzy. Plod, quick, there's another figure. Not another one.